This podcast is proudly sponsored by Surf Prep Sanding. They're a family-owned and operated company specializing in sanders, abrasives, and dust extractors. I've been using Surf Prep for now for years and have come to know the amazing people behind their brand. I love their 6-inch random orbital sander and the 3x4 sander the best, and they have helped me level up my sanding to get a great finish for my projects. Use code MAKERLOUNGE, all one word, at surfprepsanding.com for 10% off your order. I also want to say thank you to StickerBeat for providing this podcast with some awesome stickers. These stickers have a tab, so it makes it super easy to peel and stick. If you don't want to annoy your maker friends, try StickerBeat.com and use the code MAKERLOUNGE, all one word. You can find these stickers and some great merch by visiting our store at MakerLoungePodcast.com. Now let's get to today's episode. Huge thank you to Surf Prep for sponsoring this episode, and also thank you to our patrons. Uh, we're recording this episode back-to-back uh, to the previous episode, so we don't have any new patrons to shout out this week, but we will make sure to announce and, and mention those Rockstar patrons at the end of this episode. Uh, if you want to become a patron and get access to the after-show content, and uh, sometimes we are able to stream these live for the patron members, and so if you want to get over there, get in on that. Head over to patreon.com slash maker lounge podcast. Welcome to the lounge. I'm Matt with Voltner Woodworking and your host of the Maker Lounge podcast, where every Friday we have a rotating group of makers hanging out and talking shop with each other. He's the man behind the camera, producer, editor, director, and in charge of the catching the perfectly fluffy butts on the farm for the very successful and of all trades. He recently stepped out from the corporate world to spend his days producing content on the farm with his wife, Anne, and their countless animals. Don't be fooled by his Instagram handle. Adam of No Trades has a full plate and still agreed to take some time from his busy schedule to join me in the lounge. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) I like that. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're the man, the myth, the legend, the... It says elusive Adam of no trades, but uh, we we know that there's a lot of there's, things that go behind the scenes. Yeah, th- there's some amount of trades that happen. But <laughs> I have a brand to maintain, so I'm trying to be consistent with the no trades. <laughs> yeah. So when did the no trades uh, portion like how oh, did that come up? I don't. I think we were just joking around once at uh, like Christmas break over at my mom's house or something, and. Um, just trying to come up with the most ridiculous like Instagram, uh, handle and or description. And I think I put, I was like, how about Adam of no trades? This is like a joke. And then I think my description I put in at the time was something like my mom's Netflix password is, is, is like <laughs> Psalms 27 or something just yeah. like complete nonsense, but it just yeah. stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and uh your wife she is the face of course of the of the channel that you um produce and and you do all the kind of behind the scenes stuff for that yep You're, are you are you doing a, like um are you coming up with the ideas uh for future videos or is she kind of driving that yeah so i mean i'm I, I should probably just preface a lot of this by saying um you know she is this has been a very successful channel <laughs> before adam <laughs> of no trades uh joined and probably would have continued to be a successful channel you know yeah. even after adam of all trades joined but i think uh for for ann um there's a lot there's a lot been going on in terms of like just the amounts of that she's trying to do um yeah. think like m- m- i think this is a common uh kind of thing for makers but especially with how many platforms there are the amount oh, of yeah. juggling between the platforms i think is just ridiculous and so in and, and Anne has really spread herself across all of them um and she has almost equal audience you know on youtube and, and instagram yeah and so i think where like i've come in is really just trying to take a lot of that off her plate especially some of the more technical sa- stuff and also just kind of the more of the production side. So mm-hmm. um, to answer your question, I think I, I bring a lot of ideas to to it, but there's a lot of things organic that I'm just not going to come up with. Like I'm right. not going to probably propose that we do, like let's just think about something we did today. Like I'm probably not going to propose a video where we like give an instruction on um, setting up 
like for checks, bringing checks home, like oh, yeah. check-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just wouldn't think of that because it's just not my world. So I, th- I kind of digest a lot of what's going on. Um, I think around the farm and, uh, kind of translate that into good stories. Um, yeah. kind of practice good storytelling. So let's set the stage a little bit for the audience. Um, you live in Nashville and, um, the two of you live on a farm. How, how big is the farm? So we're on about 30 acres, uh, just outside of Nashville. Okay. And that's a lot of acreage. <laughs> it is. Uh, and you've got, uh, I think you own an entire zoo of animals. <laughs> we do. Um, we, we have, um, I'll just rattle off this. We have like two miniature donkeys. We have three alpacas. Uh, we have, a countless amount of chickens, like four cats, three dogs, um, a pig. <laughs> I'm sure I'm forgetting goats. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Do they all have names? They do all have names unless we're going to eat them. Then we try not to name them. Oh yeah. That's, that's a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. good for our psyche. Right. Right. So, um, <clears throat> the channel is, is focused on, all trades, uh, from farming, woodworking. Uh, I saw recently, I think today you posted, uh, a sewing thing. So it's, it's kind of like, um, a homestead channel. Yeah, it is. I think it's, I think probably homesteading, especially in the last year is probably the closest, um, thing I would probably describe it, but she's really, I mean, really the channel really came out of the woodworking area. In fact, mm-hmm. that was really exclusive. What she did back in the early days, um, was doing like a hand tool woodworking specifically. And then, so I think mm-hmm. as the channels in she's evolved, it's become, um, a, a lot of homesteading, but I mean, like you said, like sewing and it's, it, we really are kind of all over the place, which is, it's a lot of fun for us. Um, I do think yeah. it's a challenge, um, producing for a lot of these platforms. I, I think a lot of times the algorithms don't know necessarily how, how to think about some of these things, but it, it's a lot of fun. Um, and we, we talk about that a lot, um, like between us, like thinking about the algorithm and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, it's, it, it's what we want to do. And so, um, I think it's fun. Yeah. And so, um, uh, of the two of you, you're more of the nerd, uh, and she's more of the free spirit. Yeah. I'm, I am, I am, a, I, I'm a definitely into like tech. Um, yeah. I, I come out of the corporate world from Amazon and, um, I, I love new technology and figuring out new technology, which I think kind of works well for us just because she, I mean, this is not a surprise to anybody, but she really, she really kind of tries to stay out as much as she can, which I think is probably very healthy in a lot of ways. Um, I think that, um, you know, it's definitely something very easy to kind of get caught up in, but I'm gladly, I gladly kind of take some of that off her plate. Right. Yeah. So, um, of, of all of that, uh, she, she's able to focus more on, milking cows and you know all that kind of stuff and and you're able to focus more on the analytics yeah definitely i i love the analytics actually i came i came out of the world of analytics at amazon um and my my life was just looking at numbers and debating numbers and so things like youtube analytics or some of these platforms um i just i just love that stuff um it's it's a whole it's a whole new world, but I think it's, it's, it's a fun, it's kind of a fun game. <laughs> yeah. So tell me more about the, your, your position at Amazon and how long you were doing it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was at Amazon for about nine years. Um, I started on a team. It was actually 12 people. Um, mm. and, uh, in the time I was there, we grew to about 1300 people. Um, so, wow. so just like massive growth, um, along with the rest of the company. Um, it, it was actually a team. So, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with like FBA or like fulfillment by Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, but in that process, Amazon loses and damage some really small portion of, uh, the inventory that's sent in. 
Um, yeah. And there's a large team that's required to process those reimbursements um, or to try to locate like inventory for sellers. And so I, I helped kind of run um, this large team uh, in the time I was there. So very much like a very specific part of a very large wheel, um, oh, wow. like a very, a, a, a very small cog in a very large wheel that is Amazon. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was a great experience and, um, I loved the team I left, but, uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So, uh, just recently, I think, uh, that January or something like that time frame, or when, when did you, when was your last day there? Um, I left in June of last year. So we're, oh, we're, okay. we're coming up, uh, in a few months on a year so yeah oh wow and uh things have have definitely changed i guess since since doing that big time yeah it's i mean it's definitely an adjustment <laughs> yeah anybody thinking about like quitting corporate and jumping into this world it it's it's definitely an adjustment um a lot of like like the, I, the way i like to describe it because i get asked this question a lot is um, like corporate stress is kind of like always here, you know, especially right. if you're a manager, like I was, yeah, um, consistent stress. Exactly. It's just always there, you know, at, at a decently high level, um, <clears throat> kind of this entrepreneurial world, which I'm stepping into with Anne is, is really kind of like really high highs and then like pretty low lows. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like, it's just kind of like a roller coaster, which I think uh, it's a lot of fun. It's just very, it's a lot, it's very different. Um, and it, it takes quite an adjustment. Yeah. So you're, um, you guys, are you like cranking out products and stuff or more, more focused on the, <clears throat> the content creation type stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think right now a lot of what we're focused on is is the content creation side, um, and I think the backbone of kind of what she's doing is the Instagram and the YouTube. Uh, mm -hmm. at, the, at a minimum, we need to get out two YouTube videos a month, um, and then you know what, what's required on Instagram as well. Um, mm -hmm. I do think we are looking to pivot towards selling some products as well as mm. uh, kind of restarting what she had done before, which is like the classes and um, in that aspect of thing. Um, but you know, these things, mm -hmm. these things yeah. take a lot of time, I'm sure as you know. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the goal. Okay. So um, like with the classes, will you be part of the, um, the content um, framework and doing some of the, like plans and stuff like that. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's some of that's a little TBD. But yeah. um, the way that she kind of styled her classes before was, um, you know, she did like spoon carving classes, or she'll do courses that she's recorded, um, and then they'll be available either like in um, like a platform. Uh, where they can be purchased or the plans can be purchased or the courses can be watched or even like live classes. That was a really big thing. Mm -hmm. I think during kind of 2020 and like COVID um, was a lot of live like spoon carving classes and stuff like that. And so I, I don't know what it will look like, but um, right. we'd love to kind of get back to something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, were shocked with the meta uh, change that just recently came with uh, monetization changes and stuff like that. So I think there are people pivoting um, in their in their content and trying to supplement in in different ways and stuff. So I think that's that's smart. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting that whole world of uh, kind of trying to keep track of what's happening with some of these platforms. Mm -hmm. it's just, it just seems like we're always. It seems like it's just a lot of chasing. <laughs> Right, um, right. And, and I feel like I've gotten thrown into this world and I mean, it's, it, it's interesting. Um, but it's definitely, it's something that I think, and, and I've talked about this a lot. It's, it's something we don't want to be as reliant, reliant on, you know, right. in the future. And I think that that's kind of where building email lists, buildings like, like websites, mm -hmm. building, um, you know, selling your own product. I think that is where that becomes a lot more attractive for us. Uh, just, just so that we're not so vulnerable to some of these great platforms that we've enjoyed for so long. Right. Um, because I just don't know where everything's going. The, the world is changing so fast. <laughs> so fast. Yeah. I heard one conspiracy theorist. <laughs> he wasn't a conspiracy theorist, but he sounded like it when he was talking about it. Um, he was saying that the the whole meta 
thing was a preemptive uh, decision because they suspect that TikTok is going to be banned in the U.S. And um, it was kind of their way of it. it I don't want to jump down that road, but it was it was an interesting take that I hadn't thought about. And I was like, okay. I mean, I guess as as opposed to waiting if TikTok were to get banned and then saying, hey, we're cutting off monetization. Um, that was an interesting. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine being. In, I mean, so I come out of the corporate world and I'm just like speculating, but I can't even imagine what the last three months have been like in some of these big tech companies, mm-hmm. just with how quick how quickly AI, like generative AI just like snuck up on everybody. Right. I, I just, I can, I've been in these meetings before and I know kind of how these discussions happen at the, some of the high level of these companies. And I, I just can't imagine the amount of scrambling that's been going on to try to, to get on top of this mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. So I think it's going to, it's going to be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, the whole, well, the tech world. So we'll see. Yeah, and people, uh, companies used to be able to get that data for free, and now people have to opt in um, for for data and and being able to to market to people and stuff. So I think with the AI uh, coming on board, there's going to be programs that can can scrub your behaviors and generate an algorithm on you, even though you're not offering that for. Amazon or whatever to be able to market to you. Yeah. It's going to be wild. Yeah. I saw like this archaeology account that was like on Facebook. Did you see this? It, but it was like, it was like all fake content. Oh, really? <laughs> it was all generative AI. Oh, um, nice. And, but it had like, <laughs> I had like a really significant amount of followers and people were speculating like, like what does this mean for the future yeah. of like the algorithm because like they were getting tons and tons of engagement which was clearly mm. tapping into the algorithm and it almost feels like it we might be going into a future where these generative ais are like brute forcing the algorithm mm. by because like there's no cost to generate content it's, right. it's do you know what i mean so like right. what what are these algorithm? What are these companies going to do? Like, I think, I think they might need to consider the way they think about engagement in these algorithms, among like a lot of things. Because, mm-hmm. because if that if you could just brute force the AI, like in, in, infinitely with generative AI, I don't think I think you need to rethink everything. Right. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> Yeah. And and then I guess, you know, if, if it starts consuming its own bad content and, and data, then how much of it is, is real versus how much of it is, is fake data out there that it's regenerating. I mean, we might be, <laughs> we might be entering a really interesting era here where I don't know, like there's just, like, I, I, I've been following this AI stuff quite a bit and it's, it's probably the biggest technological breakthrough since the internet like i don't think that that's an exaggeration that we just saw i don't think so either that we just saw in december right yeah my wife is a teacher she's she's an eighth grade teacher and um it was several months ago i mean yeah right around kind of the end of the the year when chat gtp and all that was was popping up uh pretty prevalently and i said honey have you seen any of this like stuff with with this uh ai stuff and how people can start writing papers and stuff with it and she's like oh yeah we've we've had discussions on it because you can essentially put in there um you know i i want to write write a you know 1200 word paper on an eighth grade reading level and i want to have you know three or four mistakes my my grade is generally a, a b minus and it will spit out a report. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. A, yeah. I can't even. I can't even imagine like being in school now. Like when I was in high school, we, like we we tried to cheat. Like we get like the cliff notes, mm-hmm. <laughs> the oh, little yeah. cliff note books. Like yep. you do, Spark you do, any, and, you do anything yeah. to not read the book, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I and so like I can't even imagine now, like being in high school, like right. I, it just feels it's got to be so easy to just 
fake your way through this stuff. So I think I think that they're just really going to have to rethink education. Yeah. Yeah, like is is education even I mean, I shouldn't say it's my wife. Well, my wife's not here right now, so she won't throw anything from the other room. <laughs> but it's like the, yeah, school in general, like she's an English teacher, right? And yeah. trying to f- teach kids how to write properly, you know, write a paper properly. And it's almost like, you know, AI could do it at this point. Yeah. I remember when we were in school, it was like you, the retort was from the teacher was always, well, you're not going to have a calculator with you all the time. It's like, well, that yeah. that proved not to be true. Yeah. Uh, and now it's kind of like, it's probably the same thing with like writing, like the written, you know, they probably said, well, you're not going to. You're not going to always have that, but you will. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're always yeah. going to have gender. You can always do it. So I don't, I, I mean, I think, I don't know. My, my opinion is, is education is, is about critical thinking and, right. And training your brain and doing that. That's why we do math. That really yeah. has no practical value. Like there's no reason to learn calculus, but it's, but it's, you know, it's like exercise for the brain. So I think they just, as long as they can, um, I'm way out of my like element here, but as long as they yeah. can, no, as we're long experts as, here. Yeah, we're experts, <laughs> but because we're on a podcast, so we're, we're right. experts. That's right. We subject um, matter experts. But yeah, it, I mean, as long as they can like keep that going, I think they will be fine. But I don't know, like what I don't think homework is a thing anymore. Like, how could you do homework? Because you're just because like right. go home and write a paper. It's not going to work. So I, yeah. I just feel like it's all in class. Probably I don't know. This is my expert opinion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Take it uh, as gospel. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I didn't think we were going to go down the AI route, but uh, we sure did that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, well, I guess, you know, tapping into that a little bit on um, using those, those, the AI tools and stuff like that, it's, it's probably hard to build that into content that is revolving around a farm and a homestead. Yeah. I guess if, yes. If there's if there's if there's what what Anne is doing um, is 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 like almost the opposite of right, what we're right. talking about, and, and which is really great and reassuring in a lot of ways. I feel a little bit of comfort knowing that we're in an industry that values, <laughs> I think, um, it values traditions and, and kind of authenticity, and so yeah. I think there's a lot of tech behind the scenes, but at the end of the day, like if we stray too far from that mission, I I think we both kind of get disappointed and catch Mm -hmm. ourselves. (laughs) Well, even, even so, um, you know, you hear more and more, I had drew wit on the podcast, uh, you know, a few episodes ago and he said something that I felt was profound, but they weren't his words. It was from some, somebody else that he, he listened to, but he said, don't make content for the algorithm, make content for people. Totally. And so you've, you used to see a lot of people using keywords and I mean, me included, um, I'm not monetized a very, very small channel. Um, but I was trying to build everything around keywords and trying to put keywords in every nook and cranny (laughs) everywhere. And at the end of the day, it's not about the keywords. Um, so even if you have an AI that writes a perfect script around keywords, you still have to have that that idea, that concept. Totally, yeah. I I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm this. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said, but like the algorithm just wants like people to watch longer and click on it mm-hmm. at a higher rate. And so I think when we think about like Anne's audience, um, it's it's making content that is uplifting, that is helpful that is um you know inspiring to people and so i think trying to we we catch ourselves a lot often kind of chasing the algorithm sometimes and and then Mm -hmm. kind of have to refocus um and i don't know that we've always hit that mark but um it's it's tricky i mean if you paid i think if if you data watch too much Mm -hmm. It's not healthy, and I do think it kind of leads you down. It can lead you down the wrong path in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing that grounds you quite like. Uh, I, I'm not speaking from experience, but there's judging from what I saw in Anne's video when she was out there milking a cow, and she's just like at peace, 
and, and it's like the kind of getting away from the technology and getting away from from everything so you guys have that and i think also for people who are in the grind on a day-to-day -day basis at that high stress level like you were talking about um, on their day-to-day -day job seeing somebody out there milking a cow just enjoying life um is that is content for the people totally yeah we we talk a lot about this annie and i like who who are we talking to which i think um i think is something that is like super important for a channel to know like very specifically and mm -hmm. i think ann's talked about this like all the time on other podcasts i'm not saying something new but uh, she really believes in like knowing who you're talking to, exactly who the person is. Um, and she has kind of the, who, this person in her head, like it's very specific. And if you ever, mm -hmm. if I, I'll, I'll let her tell this on her own, but it's a very specific person. Like in, there's like a really long, like yeah. really yeah. long explanation. She'll go on about exactly who this person is, like their names and like their what fears, their desires. Fears. Yeah. No, like she, she goes yeah. really deep on it. And, you know, in, in essence, it's kind of what you're talking about. It, it's somebody who maybe is in the in the corporate world who um, really, you know, they maybe feel like a little bit unfulfilled and think that there's more to that. You know, they're, they may be having stuff going on in the marriage, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, I think knowing you're talking to that person and kind of inspiring that person, I think is super valuable for how to, like, focus and really direct your content. Uh, it keep it, keep it, um, consistent too. It, mm -hmm. I think a lot, I think a lot of channels, um, can, can, can be, can struggle with a lot of inconsistency and in who they're talking to. Um, mm -hmm. so I think, I think it's a, it's a pretty smart thing. My wife is pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, she, she seems like she's got it all together. And, um, when, so I met you at WorkbenchCon. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, stalked you over there. We were at dinner at the same place and I, I bumped up against you and I said, Hey, uh, can you be my podcast? And you're like, who the heck are you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, at WorkbenchCon, um, she gave a just dynamite, uh, keynote speech uh, speech. Yeah. It was, I'm not a man of tears, uh, but I was fighting it back. Like it was very moving. And in that, um, she talked a little bit about, you know, the struggles and stuff that you guys had gone through. And, um, we're not going to go down that route unless you absolutely, unless you want to open it up, but you guys had some, some struggles kind of, and that is what was the impetus for you. And I, I saw your, your YouTube video. Yeah. So I guess it's, it's not anything that's not public. Yeah. People yeah. can go out to your YouTube channel and see it. But that was the impetus for you to to make this this launch, in yeah, definitely yeah. It's um, thank you for about the speech too. Like I I was super proud of her. Um, oh, she she did such a good job. I we didn't get it recorded, which it really bothered us after. But <laughs> yeah, it, I, everybody keeps asking about it. Yeah, I know. It's like I think it was like four people's job to record it, and I, I think everybody thought the other person was doing it. But oh, no. <laughs> it was um it was it was a. It was a great speech. I was super proud of her. But um, yeah, I mean, so I think, yeah, Annie has been quite a journey. All of this is kind of on a lot of the videos and is out there. But she, you know, there's been some like mental health kind of struggles, I think, over the last year. And a lot of it is just the, it's a, the classic content creator, like just how mm -hmm. overwhelming I think a lot of this is um, among kind of a lot of other things going on in her life. And so I think for us, it just, it came, it came down to like just a really simple things. Like, do we care about, um, like our careers and our money or do we care about like staying together and like figuring out how mm -hmm. we can make this work? Um, and I think the opportunity for us to be able to work together was too good to pass up. Mm -hmm. Um, she's done a phenomenal job building this business, um, over the last 10 years. Um, so the opportunity for me to kind of hop on and, and kind of take some of the stress off of her and kind of help propel the business wherever we want to go, I think was too good to pass up. Right. Um, uh, definitely has challenges. I mean, I don't, mm -hmm. you know, work, I wouldn't, 
recommend working with your wife to anybody to everybody mm-hmm. um, right, yeah. it's it's a lot of work um yeah. and i can't i'd be lying if i'd say like we've figured it out um but um uh, it's it's like the high, like i said it's like this you know the, yeah. the highs are very high though um and i mm-hmm. really i really look kind of live for those mm-hmm. those those help sustain you through the through the lows i think <laughs> i you think know. so yeah, just keeping keeping those memories of of those good times and stuff. Uh, just thinking about working with my wife full time, it would it's like we already early in our marriage. Um, so we've been married uh, since two thousand nine, and I'm not even going to try to do the math on that um, because I I cheated through high school, um, so I'm not great at math. Uh, but yeah, so we've been married since two thousand nine, and early on, uh, because I'm I'm five years older than her, I I'm more just naturally more mature. I'm, I'm the nerd and she's the free spirit. Um, I'm the saver. She's the spender. Uh, so we already struggled with her feeling like we, we had the, the like daddy syndrome kind of thing where she always thought like I was trying to be her dad kind of thing. Mm. Um, but I, so, but now it's, it's a lot better than it, than it was, you know, yeah. I've learned to watch how I say things, but I can only imagine the two of us working together. It would be, it would be definitely, there would be a lot of struggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's especially in a creative environment. I think especially where, you know, truth and what is, what is the right thing to do is, is not objective <laughs> in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, right? Like what we're doing as creators is extremely subjective. Like, is this thumbnail going to work? Right. That's super subjective, and yeah. we don't even know what the right answer is until we put pu- publish usually. So, um, right. that is that that's that's especially hard. Um, and so, I think um, it you know it's something we're working through, and I, I think that it's it's always a journey. I mean, I don't think any of this stuff is destination. Destination. It's always just yeah. a journey. Yeah. Um, so as you're. Um, going through this and, and talking about the, the creative style and stuff like that. Um, are you just kind of following her around, uh, with the camera or like, how does, how does that work out? Um, does she lay out the plan ahead of time? Um, are you laying out the plan? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a complicated question and I'll try to give a, <laughs> I'll try to give a, I'll give, I'll give a super long answer, but, uh, um, right. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of different video styles um, that we kind of deploy, um, and so depending on like kind of the video style, we'll we'll have different shooting techniques. Um, one of the ones uh, that we use a lot of is kind of the vlog style, the handheld like this that she does. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually uh, there's like a we've done that one a lot recently. That one's one, and then you'll kind of have your talking head one where they sit down, uh, where it's a little bit more scripted. Um, and we're kind of like pre-planning a lot of what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like hybrid ones like that, where I'm chasing her around, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. with, with the camera. And so I think it just depends. I, one, one thing that I did really early on when I did kind of quit my job to start working with her was starting to understand story telling and kind of story mm-hmm. arc and, um, a lot of kind of that aspect of, of making videos. And mm-hmm. so we, we talk a lot about that, um, and really crafting kind of a, a little bit more of an arc, um, in our stories. Right. Um, and making sure that we're, we're kind of taking the viewer along for, a, um, that kind of journey. So the long answer is it depends, um, mm-hmm. on, on that. One of the things that we are really trying to do though, as a, an aside is to make, make these videos a little easier to, 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 to do <laughs> yeah, um, yeah some of these take a like these take a long time i'm sh- i'm sure you know but oh yeah um i don't i don't think we've made one that took less than like 40 hours so right yeah <laughs> last night i was up until 12 30 um editing a video that i'm like at the end of the day i mean i have a like i said i have a very small channel i have 1700 subscribers um some videos I get five or 6,000 views and some videos I get 600 views. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's very difficult spending so much time on a video that you're like, at the end of the day, is this going to be a 600 view or is this going to be a 6,000 or is this one going to be the one? Yeah. It's it's, totally. 
I think the, I think every creator thinks about that. I mean, yeah. I it's I mean, it, it's going back to like getting too focused on metrics. It can be demoralizing to put your to put mm -hmm. your your effort into something and then you know, it just like massively unperforms relative to kind of what you're expecting. So, um, right. we, Annie and I talk a lot about this, um, but really trying to be input focused instead of output focused. Mm. So, you know, just knowing that we're putting in what we know is our best foot forward in what we think is good content. And if we just keep doing that, we, we just kind of trust that the output will come mm -hmm. easier said than done. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's a con that's a, that's a very frequent conversation that we have. Um, because we've had some ones where it's like, like, we just think this is the best video ever. and Nobody clicks on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's changing your thumbnail and title six times or seven times or. Yeah. And then you just give up. So, I mean, so yeah. like, at some point I just give up. It's like, I don't think yeah. we want to watch this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that's tough. So, um, yeah, as, as you're, you're coming up with these and you're trying to crank out two videos a, a month at minimum, yeah. are you, so you're, you're planning out for next month essentially. Yeah, we, we are ideally like three or four videos ahead. Um, and are we have a lot of things in the parking lot we like to call it, like ideas. Mm. Um, but we're, we're, our our goal or my goal is is to not have video production be what we do mm -hmm. <laughs> it's to film what we do you know and, mm. and it because i think it can be very easily and annie's the best about kind of catching us when we do this but it can be very mm -hmm. easy to to have our life be video production mm. um and then we're just making videos about whatever is like trendy. Um, and, and like, that's what we do. Whereas opposed to, I think what we, we strive for, which is to have her do her projects and we just happen to film it and we have a good time doing it. Right. And then I, yeah. while she's continuing to live life and do other aspects of the business, like, which is a ton, Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, I I'm in the room kind of editing and kind of cleaning up kind of following up on that. So that's, yeah, that's the, that's how it should work. <laughs> it doesn't always right. work that way. Yeah. Yeah. How have you seen it since, um, since last year? Have, have you seen the channel, um, change, um, with you doing this? I think so. The, we've definitely introduced video styles that she wasn't doing, um, mm -hmm. in kind of video, um, like editing techniques that she wasn't doing, um, and I think the storytelling, I think the storytelling has evolved a little bit kind of beyond some of the more tripod or project focused stuff that she was putting out. I, it's hard for me to say whether it's better or different, you know, like I can't really judge that, but we've, we've taken the channel definitely in a more of like a storytelling direction mm -hmm. where it does talk about things like marriage. It does talk about, um, some of the more um like life update stuff's more and it does kind of take people on an emotional arc through the video that is quite mm -hmm. a little bit more pronounced i say than what we used to do um right uh, on her channel so we're it's one of those things that we consciously did when we when i kind of quit and we weren't sure if the audience would go for it <laughs> i'm still not you know <laughs> i still don't really know if the audience is going for it but we're we're going there anyways um and we've had i mean we've had some videos that have performed decently well um which is encouraging um because i don't know that when we started out that we that we knew if people would watch a video that was literally just about her life updates mm -hmm. um or was like taking them uh, on an emotional journey about like dog collars or, or, right. or like the, or like making a guitar and an amp um, and mm -hmm. talking about our marriage. Like we didn't know that if there was appetite for that, but um, I think that they've done decently well enough that we feel uh, encouraged. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, network television seems to be somewhat dying um, where people are, consuming more content on demand 
um, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, on demand, but you know, even like Netflix and stuff like that. But, uh, I find myself and, and the, even the people that I talk to watching more content on YouTube because it's more relatable. And yeah. I think there's a lot of distrust among celebrities and stuff. And, and so, um, which ironically YouTube, uh, people end up becoming the celebrities <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, you, you saw it when you went to workbench con, right? You, you, yeah. you and Ann and just you, you're celebrities in, yeah. in our space. And, um, but you're, you're relatable because it's something that, um, it's, it's tailored to our niche. Your content is, is tailored to our people, to the maker niche. And yeah. so most network televisions aren't like that. They're, you know, you're being brought along on whatever they're doing, but it's not tailored to the viewer. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to like have to bring it back to generative AI, but it's been on my mind a ton, but I, I I really think that like being authentic is the, is going to be the thing like going forward because I, I just foresee, I foresee like a a uncertainty of what is true on the internet being a problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) for, Mm -hmm. uh, for like just across the board on the platforms. I don't, I foresee this being an era where we don't know what's true. Right. We don't know what to trust. Like, and I don't think, I think it's going to be this period of adjustment. That's going to be quite, uh, quite odd. (laughs) Um, and so I, I, my intuition, um, is to, to be, continue to be as authentic, make this channel as authentic as we possibly can, um, Mm -hmm. and not fall into some of these trends in terms of, that, that kind of pull out the authenticity, which I think is super easy to do. I find myself right. editing a lot of times and I catch myself like, like I'm editing a TikTok or something. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, there's like things flashing around and it's like, we're, we're going at a breakneck speed. And I, and I catch myself thinking like, I, this is not authentic. You know, like this is just like, right. I think we're, this, this doesn't like you kind of, at some point you lose the essence of who, who's on the screen. And so mm-hmm. I, I do think about this stuff a lot. I, I don't know if you can tell, but oh, yeah. um, no, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I'm nerding out right now. Like this is exactly, you think about all the mistrust that's happened in the last three years. And um, we can't say, you know, the word because we get flagged in the, in you know, sure. On that. <laughs> but just, you know, everything that happened over the last couple of years, uh, with, with things getting shut down and, and information coming from both sides, that was, was not correct. Yeah. And so you said, you said the word trust and that's, that's exactly it. I think people need to see that authenticity and they can smell the BS, uh, when they're, when they're seeing stuff. And, uh, YouTube is, is kind of like real life. And so I think, yeah, the more you process it, the less authentic it is sometimes. So the, going back to the vlog style, uh, bringing some of that in and keeping that, some of that in it, it feels less, um, like contrived. Exactly. Yeah. We, contrived is the word we, 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 that comes up a lot in our, yeah in our like video planning <laughs> is right. like that feels too contrived. Like let's step back from that. Um, be, because I think, yeah, I just, I think it's going to be a thing. <laughs> I just, mm-hmm. I get a sense. I've only been in this industry for <laughs> a little less than a year, but I can, I can kind of see where this is going. I yeah. being, being in the tech, I've been in the tech industry for a long time and I, I just think it's going to get really wild here pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you going back, so your, your tech, um, days, you have, you always done video stuff and production? Uh, actually, oddly enough, no. My, More music, my, right? Yeah. My first, yes. There, there you go. You did your homework. Um, yeah, my, yeah, I always, <laughs> always got to know who's coming on. <laughs> yeah. I, my first video I ever edited was the 10 things I wish I knew about get, uh, goats, which we released back in july or june um but but i had done vi- a music production for many many years and the way i way i always tell people is it's like it's pretty much it's very similar like there's a lot of mm-hmm. overlap between those software um it's actually like 
easier to do video in my opinion because it's like more three-dimensional and i it just feels very intuitive to me um right. and i i i i actually really enjoyed it because i always felt like, like when you're editing audio it's kind of just that one dimension so right um it's when it's uh, layered it's, it's it's and it's got to fit within a certain you know construct and yeah, yeah. So, so yeah doing doing a video uh like a talking head or like a you know a follow vlog style oh, is more yeah more yeah, loose it's super fun. Can, uh, i had a, I, I had a, like a a recording studio in my dorm room <laughs> and i've recorded like albums and like i just like our basement is like a recording studio and we you and i were like nerding out before we, we started recording on yeah, and stuff yeah. but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you um you met ann actually through music uh we right. did yes yeah um it and in my dorm room <laughs> recording music um she was uh my br- my my roommate's sister um okay. and um and we met my freshman year of college and we kind of uh connected over like music and um we recorded some her original stuff back in the day probably we'll never see the live day um <laughs> somewhere it's on cassette tape it's it's on a hard drive somewhere somewhere (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah that's that's how we met right yeah you guys were doing like uh 60s or 70s cover music or something i think i saw one of the yeah you you gotta be careful what you put out on the internet people learn a lot about you before you even get to talk to like you're you probably you know like who's this matt guy you don't know anything about me but I know that you're uh, in what looks like an empty void right now. Right. Yeah. People say that when I wear a black shirt and I wear a black <laughs> hat, it's just a floating head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I a- do that because I'm, I'm in my home office. And uh, so I've got a screen that I just I pop up because I've got my work computer on the other side of me. And sometimes there's stuff there and just it's just a mess. <laughs> like and my it. squeaky chair. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, so you guys, uh, are you playing more music and stuff together now that you're not yeah. in the corporate world? Not, not enough, but we, um, one of the nice things about living in Nashville is that everybody plays an instrument. Like, right. It's like, <laughs> like your Uber driver. Yeah. You need like, a bass player. Yeah. yeah. Call, your Uber driver is like the best guitarist you've ever met in your life. Probably, you know, it's like, yeah. It, it's a it really is a music town and so what what is cool is like we we have people over all the time and we jam and um do that and sometimes hit record but yeah it's a lot of fun and then you've also got a secret project um i think that you started uh i love that the look you're like i do <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're like how did you know about the secret project well it's not so secret it's the tiki uh oh tiki yeah hut. the enchanted tiki hut yes i, I that's your um, hangout spot Yes, this I love this. Um, that was my um, that was my uh, 2020 project. I won't say the word, but uh, right. that, <laughs> that was my 2020 project um, that I did with my buddy Mike, uh, who's in the band Delta Ray. Uh, we really wanted to be able to hang out outside um, yeah. in in not. Um, get attacked by bugs so we we, right. we took this <laughs> we took this um like gazebo that's on the property and i i i went like ridiculously far on this but we dude it was amazing like oh you see <laughs> yeah 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 I, I i looked at the instagram uh page and and saw it um i'll we put went, a link to it in the show notes yeah. if you want yeah the yeah, enchanted tiki out. hut on instagram <laughs> but yeah. we um yeah, we I went like so overboard on this thing. I like decorated it with like tiki pirate nautical themed and like it's like it, it looks like a like a gazebo that was like abandoned by some yeah. some guy in the nineteen thirties after he was like shipwrecked and then <laughs> it, it's it's ridiculous. Um and it's amazing. It, I instantly <laughs> wanted to hang out there. Like I just I just wanted to go there and just hang out. Like it's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. then I I like did uh I won't say the word, but I, I did a bunch of Amazon Echoes in there, um uh-huh. and yeah yeah don't turn off my devices <laughs> yeah yeah well <laughs> I I always appreciate when people don't say it like when I'm listening to something right. on YouTube yeah um, <laughs> good thing but, I didn't um, marry a, a woman with her with that name 
that'd be a bad name. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so there's six of those devices in there and they're all, uh, and I have different routines that set off different combinations of, uh, smart led bulbs and, um, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's just like, re- I just went like way overboard. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's where I sunk like a lot of my free time in that year. <laughs> yeah. So like I said in the intro, you're not Adam of no trades. You're, you're Adam of lots of trades. So it's like you're Adam also of all trades. <laughs> also, I have some trades. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll change my name. <laughs> some trades. <laughs> well, you know, you wouldn't be the first guest who changed your name after being on the podcast. I had oh, yeah. um, Rachel. Uh, she was Desert Woodworks, and um, I was asking her about it, and it was the way that she spelled it. It was like W R K S or something. I don't. And um, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And you know, tell me more about the name. And she she was like, "Yeah, it's." I get people asking me all the time because I don't live in the desert, and and why the name and stuff like that. And it was uh, maybe a month later or so. I I saw her name. It was Rachel Woodworks <laughs> or something like that. And I said did you start a new account or is this the same account? She, Oh no, no, I changed the name and whether she was blowing smoke or not. She's like, yeah, after the podcast, it was like, I finally was just like, okay, I'm just going to change it. I'm like, well now I got to go back and change all the uh, stuff in the the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Changing the world. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, so that, that Tiki hut is, is awesome. You, you do, um, so you work alongside of, of Ann and, and you guys are tending the farm together. You're doing the video stuff, uh, have, has its ups and downs. Um, what, what's the future, uh, kind of look like for, for you guys? Yeah, I think, um, like I said, I think we're, we're, we want to kind of get back a little bit into some of the, um, building your audience that's off of those platforms, um, mm-hmm. kind of get, get the email list started going, maybe getting a newsletter started again, um, getting, uh, getting the, the store that she has on her website, kind of reviving that up again, getting the merch kind of healthy again. A lot of like the stuff that just takes lots of time. I'm sure, you know, and it's just tons of attention. Um, and I think that for us starts a lot with getting our video production a lot easier. (laughs) Um, and that, you know, a lot of that is my learning curve and kind of getting a feel for Anne's business as well as um, video production in general. So that that's, I think, a big focus for us. We're looking forward to Annie still does a lot of public speaking. And so I uh, always look forward to piggybacking on some of those trips. We just went to Colonial Williamsburg, which was pretty rad. Oh, nice. Um, I haven't been there yet, cool. but yeah, I would love to check that out. Um, workbench con was, was rad. Um, yeah. makers camp was rad. Um, yeah. it's a fun community. Um, for sure. I'm like totally stepping in from the outside, but it's very clear to me that this is a, a very small, but tight community. And it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned, um, before we started recording, uh, Joseph with Joe Jacks, um, uh, he did the, re- he, he did all the production stuff when we recorded at WorkbenchCon. Um, very thankful that that WorkbenchCon and Kristen and all them were able to get us set up in a in a room there. We were yeah. able to record, and it was there when he was like, "Hey, have you have you considered?" And you and I were gonna try maybe to, or I was gonna ask you if if you could step into the room and, and record there. Um, but it was crazy. I mean, there was just so <laughs> much going on. Yeah, and uh, it, it took everybody that I've talked to is like it took a week at least to to kind of bounce back from from that. They did because it's it was such a high. It is. It it was it was a lot of fun. I I'm I am very grateful. I think to like a lot of the folks in the community for kind of welcoming me in so fast. Um, right. So it's it's been a lot of fun, um, and I look forward. I look forward to those. Like I'm looking forward to Maker Camp for sure. Yeah, yeah. I still have to get my my ticket um, to that. So. <laughs> Uh, I did the same thing last year. I said, Oh yeah, I got to get my ticket. And then I waited to the last minute. And, um, by then the, um, I mean, the tickets were still available, uh, but the rooms were not, and I'm not, a like I can do a tent, but, uh, nobody else wants me to do a tent, especially if I can't like, you know, it's just, I'm a snorer and (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh 
It's it can be like camping out there. It was a little it was a little chilly. I will say yeah. when it was up there, but <laughs> yeah, build up the bonfire a little bit a little bit heavier. <laughs> yeah. So you, you guys recorded podcasts when you guys were at uh, WorkbenchCon. Yeah. So um, I the sponsor of this podcast is is Surf Prep, and um, because I was I was going to be there with them, I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity. Originally, we were just going to record at the at the um, Airbnb that we we're staying at. And we decided, well, let's, let's just ask Kristen if we can, uh, record there. And, um, so she got us set up and they, she put a banner there and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, when I asked Joseph, Hey, can you do it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I've got the full setup, you know? And he loaded he his entire car full of, full of stuff. I mean, like it was, oh, yeah. it was crazy. He's got a lot. Of, he, he has like a, quite the setup. Yeah. He actually, yeah. he actually, he actually gave me one of his lights, which I like, it's actually like sitting right here. So oh, thank, really? Thanks, nice. Jay. Yeah. The reason this looks better is because of him. So perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so make sure you go out on YouTube and watch this. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, podcast on Apple or, or Google or Spotify, uh, we also have a, a YouTube channel. You can uh, go over there and, and subscribe and, and watch the content as well. There you go. But yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. So he, we got all, all yeah. set up there and uh, recorded one episode uh, live. And I, when I did that, I was like, man, I don't ever want to go back to this, this, uh, virtual recording stuff. Cause it was just, yeah, it was so cool. It's pretty cool. I, I was nerding out with, with him. Um, yeah. and he was giving me a bunch of like lighting tips, which I'm in, I'm endlessly fascinated about. I'm, I'm quickly, I quickly learned, you know, after diving into video production that it, like lighting is that's that's like a big part of it huge is <laughs> yeah. like figuring out lights and so i anytime I, I can talk with somebody who who has some of that wisdom I, I love just picking their brain yeah he uh i texted him just before uh we got on and i was like yeah i'm meeting you know and told him i was like oh you, you wouldn't guess who i'm recording with and stuff and he says he's he's one of the best uh producer editors in the community so wow. He said that about you. Uh, wow. You should know that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think Flattering. seeing seeing your content and I was yeah, I like to binge uh, the channels of the people who I'm going to have on the podcast, seeing the production value in all that that you do put into it. I, I can easily see you with a team at some point being able to produce a show like wow. it's just thank you. Yeah, you, you it, it's evident. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, I thought we'd love a team, but <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so Wouldn't we all? Anybody want to work for free? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. come learn from the best. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's so difficult. Like if you're doing tripod work and stuff like that, just picking up the tripod, moving the tripod, moving and not, you know, and now incorporating lighting and trying to get, Oh yeah. You know, those angles and the 45s and that. Yeah. yeah all the soft boxes. That's one of the things I, 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 I've struggled to communicate to kind of some of my old coworkers and some, some of like even friends or family is like without sounding like, uh, like too, like sounding spoiled, but like, mm -hmm. because it, what we do is sound ridiculously fun. Like, Oh, you make YouTube videos for fun. Like, Oh, that's, right. that must be so fun. But like this stuff is like, five times hard, like more involved than I thought it would was <laughs> right, right. Uh, like you're, you're, we're like, especially like if you're just one or two person crew like us, um, you're just wearing so many hats. Like there's a reason like when the credits roll on, on a TV show or a movie that it's, it's so like, long. it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he, there's a reason why it's because each discipline requires like a lot of focus and a lot of attention. Like, you mm -hmm. know, if your gaffer is like messing around and the lighting's like, just inconsistent like you'll you'll right. see that you know it, but but somehow like one or two people are supposed to be paying attention to all of that it's hard mm -hmm. i think with yeah. every every with every video there's one or two technical things that just bother me mm -hmm. and and they they still get published because like we're not going to reshoot you know right um and so like i can tell you with every video like like one thing that like really bothered me and it's just mm -hmm. out there. Um, and so like <laughs> for, for us, it's like, Oh, well, I kind of learned that for the next time. And I know if we ever are in that setup again, like I won't have that setting on or, you know, I'll right. put the light the other direction, but, uh, it's, those are yeah. always the videos that take off too. Right. And you're like, Oh my oh. God, more people saw that. 
<laughs> yep, that's pretty much what happened. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was uh, one, there was one video where like the autofocus was, was like on and it was like it kept twitching oh, in and out. It kept twitching in and out, and I was like, it, it just drove me nuts. I tried to throw B roll all over it as much as I could, mm-hmm. and I tried, but it was just it's out there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got like sixty five thousand uh, views or something. So, yeah, uh, I do video production at uh, my church and uh, I'm part of the creative team. And so I, I get to shoot with a black magic when I'm at church and then I come back and I shoot with a Sony a seven here in my yeah, own shop. And stuff. Have, yeah. yeah. Um, so I get a little bit spoiled when I do the production stuff for the church. Uh, but the guy that I, I work with, a creative director, he, uh, he says a little piece of me dies inside every time some kid <clears> says that they want to be a YouTuber uh, because they just don't know how hard it is. And my son yeah. says the same, same thing. He's like, Oh, I want to do YouTube. He wants to be a gamer. You know, it's like, Oh gosh. Yeah. It's yeah. It's tough. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't want people to feel bad for us, but it, it's, it's a lot more work. I think that <laughs> I think most people realize, yeah. um, it, at the, at the other side, like this is a great, it, it is a kind of a dream job to be able to, to tell stories, and make, mm-hmm. put stuff on the internet. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a walk in the park to, to put yeah. this stuff together. So, yeah, well, uh, we'll head over to the after show, um, where we'll talk a little bit more, um, and, uh, kind of fill the gaps we've been going for a, a minute here. So, um, it, I'll make sure to put all of your information in the show notes, uh, with all of your social media channel, uh, you know, I guess mostly combined, uh, type stuff but I'll put your Instagram uh, there. So I want to say thank you to the rockstar patrons, uh, Jimmy McAnally, Archiano Sirio, Wim Design, Calvary Customs, LLC, Clean Cut Woodworking, Bailey Thompson, Dave Garcia, Broken Lead Woodworks, Starks Lagoon Sawyer Design, Kadama Design, and Dylan Furniture. We've got a number of other uh, patron levels, so you can get in on that patron at patreon.com slash podcast for as little as $3 per month. Uh, we've got different tiers there, so you can check the one that uh, fits your needs. Also, thank you to Surf Prep for sponsoring today's episode. Head over to surfprepsanding.com and enter code MAKERLOUNGE for 10% off. Adam, thank you so much for, for being here, and we'll head over to that after show. Sweet.